Well, Bryce, you know what they say, second time's a charm. <laughs> um, you know, maybe maybe talking about Ilya Briskolov the last time, Jinx, her first time. Um, this is our second time going at this podcast for um, this episode. We only Just, got eight minutes in. We only yeah. got eight minutes in. It's not a <laughs> and, huge deal. And then uh, then I realized uh, I was I wasn't even recording on my mic. So, or you know, I can blame it on Streamlabs. It, it's not my fault. It's Streamlabs' fault. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, we're basically talking. We we left off at Alex Debrincat. We we were talking about how the Flyers are. Their success is doing really well. Um, yeah, well, we, we can talk about the Flyers again. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, what else were we talking about? I, uh, we were talking yeah, about we were how joking they... about Brzgalov. Yeah, Brzgalov was the start of the conversation. And, um, you know, we, we, we were talking about how he goes, why you hit to be mad? It's it's only a game. Or did I say that right? I don't even remember. Um, no yeah, one can do it just like the Brzgalov. Uh, oh, for sure. You know what? There there was a lot of characters in the NHL those days. And didn't Briz win the Vesna one time, one year? Uh, or was he a candidate? He, he definitely was a candidate one year because there was a couple seasons there where Briz was like probably a top five goalie. Yeah, he was actually really good. So I don't like it. It was just a weird thing. And now he's kind of a joke. Um, not really. But like, you know, like the, what he's like, the little bits he said in interviews and stuff I mean, like hey, that not, not every not every nhl player is remembered so that's no, uh for sure that's a that's an achievement but but let's talk a minute here about um you know philly and, and what what we think philly's kind of doing here um i was saying that that i had watched the canucks game against philly where vancouver lost two nothing or something like that and philly like doesn't have a single like scary player like their best player is probably travis connectney sean couturier is good too they have cam atkinson but like they don't have a single like superstar player well but like tortorella has coached that team so good man like it was such a frustrating game when they were playing against vancouver because they were just getting in every lane everything was blocked they were just on it and and that's why i think phillies had such a good start well i can read their lines out to see like we can kind of dissect them to see what they look like Uh, i mean I guess we can add Philly into one of the teams we're going to talk about today. Um, if you sure. want to do that, or do you want, do you want me to leave their team until we get there? Well, I don't want to get too in depth with them. Cause if we're going to keep going in alphabetical order, then uh, okay. You know, Maybe I'll just can, talk. We can I'll just say their that. first line so we can kind of see what they're look, working with. Owen Tippett, Sean Couturier, Cam Atkinson. I mean, it's not like, like you said, there, there's not really a huge star player. Connect these on the second line with Lawton, Lawton and Forrester. So, this is definitely not a team that I don't think will stay at the top. Obviously, I just think they're having maybe you know good success, good chemistry going on early in the season, and I mean it's good for them. I mean it's good for them if they do stay in this position, but I just look like statistic wise, I don't think they can do it based on um, that, like you said, they don't really that, have a star player. That but, top yeah. line's composition um, reminds me a lot of what I think right now is the current kind of meta for NHL teams, right? Um, yeah. You know, your top line, it, most teams' top lines, and you can make an argument for a lot. Obviously, not everybody's the same, but you have three three players, three forwards, right? You have yeah. a four checker. That is obviously Owen Tippett. He's a very active player on the ice. A lot of shots on goal, a lot of hits. He's the one doing the dirty work. You have the quarterback, which is going to be Sean Couturier. That's the guy facilitating a lot of the play, moving the puck around, 
defensive responsibility, mm-hmm. smart. And then you have your your sniper, which is Cam Atkinson. And you can make that argument. You could look at almost any line in the league, right? Any top line. Yeah. And that's that's what they're doing. You know, you look at Edmonton, right? You know, they have, I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl are both kind of quarterbacks, but you have a guy like Zach Hyman who's the four checker, right? Well, yeah, like, like this, this is like, and I'm not trying to like say Billy's like uh, Boston in any way, but it's like, isn't it? Wouldn't it be like um, Marchand, uh, Pasternak, and Bergeron, basically? Like, but yeah, Bergeron the lot, quarterback. Yeah, they're a lot more skilled, obviously, but like that's the same kind of premise you, you're saying Bergeron's there. a quarterback Pasternak's a sniper and Marchand can double as a sniper but he you know he's the one in the corners right yeah I mean name name the top line in the Leafs the Leafs I, I think it's Bertuzzi Matthews is it Marner with him Let me Marner see. quarterback Matthews sniper Bertuzzi four checker oh actually dirty work. sorry it's a uh, yarn crook my bad yarn crook's dirty work right yep like yep. look at the Canucks right you have you have uh, the top line, it's we kind of do a one A one B, but you know it's Patterson quarterback, um, Kuzmenko sniper, McKayev four checker. Hmm. Like that is that is the that is the formula right now for success in the with NHL. a lot of teams in the NHL. Like you'd be you'd be hard pressed. Like who's the top line right now in Tampa Bay? Is it Cooch Stammer and is it Nick Paul? It is no, uh, Alex. Bar Boulette, Braden Point, and Nikita Kucherov. I don't know how accurate this these are. But, point, uh, qu- point, quarterback, uh, Kucherov, sniper, uh, Boulette, dirty. I, I know the, I know the name you said. What, say it again. Bar Boulette, Alex Bar Boulette. I don't know. Probably a French I gotta, name. No, no, no. No, I have to read it. I, I've heard. I when I read it, I'll know how to say it. B a r r e b o u l e t. It's a dash between his name. I have to. I have to read it. <laughs> I never seen him before. Yeah, that guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Barbelay. Yeah, that makes sense. Why is it so hard, man, to just find an NHL player? Freaking stats. Thank you. What do you use to find stats when you want to go? Do you use elite know. prospects? Whatever works. Daily faceoff. Do you use? I'm on Tampa Bay's uh, actual website right now. Oh, yeah, okay. Alex Barre Boulay. Barre Boulay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the four checker on that line. I mean, yeah. look at. So, uh, is it. Is Crosby still running with Gensel and Rust? Uh, he is running with. Yes. And I think that line does really well. Because you're right. Rust, it is that checker, standard line. Crosby, Forder, Crosby quarterback. Uh, Gensel sniper. That's is every like, line. I'm telling you. Okay, I'm telling let's, you. Let's look at another team here. Let's just do a random team. Um, don't even think about it. Ottawa. Let's see what they have. So to Chuck Stutzel and Drew. Ooh, that's tough. Well, I do, would say Kachuk is the four checker. Yeah. Drew is the quarterback, and Stutzel is the sniper. Yeah, exactly. That's how I would look at it too. Just the more skilled player. I kind give me, of give me, give me another one. This is this is fun. Give me another it one. It is fun, isn't it? Um, I'm definitely posting this on TikTok or YouTube. Uh, Montreal, uh, Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, Raf. Oh, Harvey Pinard is on the first line for them. Pinard is the physical four checker. Suzuki's the quarterback. <laughs> Caulfield's the sniper. All right, every well, line. Let's do one more here. Let's do one more. Okay, 
Well, it's a team I don't really know that much. About. Like, this isn't some kind of epiphany. It's just crazy how you can put yeah. this on every single top line. Okay. You can apply this formula to every top line. If this applies to the San Jose Sharks, this is pretty good. Okay. So, Barabanov, Hurdle, okay. and Duclair. Hurdle, quarterback, Duclair, sniper, Barabanov, four checker. Yeah, basically, yeah. I think, I, I to be honest with you, I'm not... I don't watch much San Jose. I, don't I know Hurdle has Hurdle's been a sniper before in his career. Barabanov can score, but like that's probably how they're utilizing him there, as a forecheck. Oh, for sure, yeah. And like kind of. I'm not, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying these guys forechecking and doing the dirty work can't score as well or can't have yeah. nice shots as well. But like that is that's the role, right? I mean, I could, even the second line on the Canucks: Miller, Besser, and um, Di Giuseppe. De Giuseppe's the four check, Miller's the, the quarterback, and, and Besser's the sniper. Yeah. And, and you know what? It, it's probably the kind of the equation that works best, honestly. And I like that. And, and, it's a balance I, of everything, basically. And I feel like a guy like Zach Hyman really started the 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 trend. Maybe didn't start it, but but made it quite obvious how successful it can be. Enhanced it. A little bit. Yeah. You know, throw in, throw in Zach Hyman, you know, with the Leafs, um, you know, in with Matthews and Marner, right? Just kind of showed how how effective an elite four checker can be and a, a dirty work guy. Y- yeah. You know, so like, I mean, even the Canucks used to do it. Like it was Henrik Sedin, who's the quarterback, Daniel Sedin, sniper. Alex Burroughs was the four checker, right? So like it's been going on for quite a while, but I feel like right now it's, it's so like meta. Like it's, it's what... It's what pretty much every coach is trying to do. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and you know what? It works a lot. It works very well, in, in my opinion. I think it is like a good way to go. It, it, it kind of—I know it's kind of silly, but like, it reminds me when I'm playing, like, say the, the actual like the video game. That's how I build the team. Is uh, <laughs> say playmaker, power forward, sniper. I know. I think that's the perfect combo for a first line. Yeah, reflects and chell for sure. I mean, okay, so like I'm thinking now like about um, Colorado's top line when it's all healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Landis Cog, McKinnon, Rantanen. That one I'm having a harder time kind of putting together in my head because like oh, I would not call I got Landis Cog a four checker. He he probably is in that sense, in that case. He's um, physical though, like he's a power forward, but like. So can Rantanen though, right? Yeah. Wait, it, who's on the, wait, sorry, who's the center of McKinnon? Yeah, but so Kim McKinnon. So maybe that's why that that their that team is so well. A lot of those yeah. guys can do more than like more than often can do more uh, of the same job as like like or like can do th- all three at once, right? Like they they're that yeah. great of players, right? I mean, I mean, I I don't think McDavid's more of a four checker. I mean, maybe if it's offensive pressure, but like no, but physical but presence, is. yeah, Hyman, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> like but dry I'm not saddle saying, definitely I'm could. Not, like I'm saying I, I feel like it's more recent like like yes that you know playmaker power forward sniper combo has been around for like a long time right but what I'm trying to say is like there's a lot of teams now who are running with a more unorthodox forward on that top line for the purpose of forechecking it's like Di Giuseppe man like is that a guy who you would ever think would play on a top line you know no, what I mean? Not at all. Not at all. Like, I think, who's, who's I the think guy? Who's the like guy? What, what, say his name. What was the guy's name you said? 
what was the guy's name you said? Um, was it for Ottawa? And you, Barboulet. Well, that's for Tampa Bay. He's another one, right? Like h- half the people, you know, who watch hockey would say who, you know what I mean? But yet he, yeah. there he is playing on the top line with two of the yeah. best players in the league. And, you know, that's because they're just trying to find that, that, that guy who can fulfill that role. Um, there's that guy you said, his name starts the P on uh, Montreal. Um, oh, Harvey Bernard. Never effing heard of him in my life, bro, <laughs> until this season, right? Yeah. Like but he's now he's on Montreal's right. top line. Right. Montreal's top line. And, and because he fills that, that four check role well. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of opened it up for a lot of these kind of players, Did, right? Because like back, like, isn't Herb Brooks I, I feel the like, one that kind of um, installed this into kind of the, because I feel like usually, like they usually like really would focus on skill. Um, but I think they, they focus on like he, I remember in the movie, like, you know, he's focusing on the right players. He's not focusing on the most skilled players. If a guy works well on that line, he's going to put that on the line for them. And, he, and you know what? If a star player is not meshing well, you got to get rid of him. And it's getting that, the right that's players. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I feel like five, ten years ago, you're trying to load up that top line with as much pure skill talent as possible, right? Now, it's it's kind of become apparent that you can plug in that, that career third liner. And if he plays his role correctly that can enhance the line so much more. Yeah. So that's why we're seeing now guys like Barry Boulay. You're seeing D Giuseppe. You're seeing Owen Tippett. You're seeing uh, the guy in Montreal who's like, I don't even know who that is, dude. <laughs> like, and, I, and it's I, just, I, I've heard of his name, but uh, only until this season. He's that lunatic on TikTok, right? Who had the crazy eyes. Did you see that thing? No, that's, he, like, that's Pazetta. That's Pazetta. Is that a different guy? Okay. Yeah, Matthew Pizzetta. I mean, and then um, that guy, that guy would be scary to fight. Exactly. But, you know, that's just that it's cool right now. I like to see that, you know, seeing maybe guys who 10 years ago wouldn't even be considered, you know, to play in the top six. Now they're getting big minutes with the top lines because having that aggressive four checker who's willing to do whatever it takes to get the puck out of the corner is really going to help a line. Oh, for sure. Um, just want to maybe we'll get into like we'll just quickly go into some news and then we'll get into the teams. Um, we're about like 14 15 minutes in. Um, I guess we could talk like uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll just kind of briefly talk about them. The six and six. Oh, and, I mean, they're the defending Stanley Cup champs, they're coming off a big high, too. Um, I, I honestly think, yeah, they're going to be a good team this year. It's just pretty evident. Uh, and oh, they're, they're already kind of looking like favorites again. Yeah, they, they, and they didn't change that much, you know. Like you think they would change a little bit more. Um, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think they really needed to, but usually a team does after winning a Stanley Cup, and especially a team that doesn't have a lot of prospects. I thought they would maybe deconstruct a little bit, but I think they're they're trying to roll with the same team. And no, they're running <clears> back. Well, yeah, it kind of makes sense for Vegas, right? Because we talked about this before. Um, Vegas kind of just wants like they they would just always want to win. Because it's it sells tickets, it it uh, definitely makes a difference when a team's winning. Um, when you want to sell tickets, so um, but you know what, they do have a good team. Uh, Mark Stone definitely has a little bit left in him um, at his age as well, and uh, 
you know, Jack Eichel is finding a perfect home finally at a franchise, which is nice to see too, right? Because he, I mean, think about how, like not being so happy in Buffalo. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know. We don't know the logistics of it, but um, it's just I cool know to some see of logistics of it. Well, yeah, I, I, I just didn't want it. Like, it's just a, it's old news, but um, I just He's think an he, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he kind of wanted to run the show, so um in buffalo and buffalo was just uh, you know when he left it they did they did actually get better but um i think he is happier no it didn't work and i i think he's happier in vegas it doesn't look like he's doing the same things in vegas right And, and and obviously there's a culture that was has been built there since the first season and he's probably you know sensing that and i'm in buffalo i can sense there wasn't a lot of culture there was a very young team right so he had well, he you was know. part of the problem. Like I've yeah. heard from people who oh, actually yeah. um, for sure. For I know sure he was. I know I know somebody who knows a former player on um Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. And uh basically uh Eichel uh was so incredibly like overbearing, toxic with the team. Like he he basically like the the idea the whole idea when Eichel was there was give me the puck I'm the only one who can do anything on this team you all suck like yeah. paraphrasing but like that was the impression I got like Eichel just didn't you know want Eichel Eichel thought he had to do it all himself and that probably comes from immaturity that probably comes from the yeah, team he was just young. horrible right he wants to put the team on his back he wants to do well they're not doing well he's got injury problems he's incredibly frustrated so like it was a very toxic environment there so like that was a very good decision to to split with each other because mm-hmm. Eichel was bad for Buffalo and Buffalo was bad for Eichel yeah and I think in my opinion I think he would have been better off starting with a good team and not a bad team. I think he's a player that likes to win and always win. And if he's losing, he's not. I mean, every guy. player likes to win, but like, uh, Buffalo yeah, was but, just, you know, Buffalo like, was abysmal bad, like just, yeah, career ruining true. bad. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I maybe he saw his career slipping away through the team. Um, but I think. Also, like he did get the C pretty early too, and I think they try to do that. And I may be seeing McDavid get the C, um, but I I didn't think he deserved the C there. Um, uh, I think he obviously did cause a lot of like toxic toxicity within the locker room, and I mean of what we've seen through the media, obviously. But um, I you know I I think going to Vegas to a team where. There's already a captain, Mark Stone. It sounds like it looks like he wouldn't back down from you. He would put you in your place. And um, that's something Eichel, you know, would probably uh, maybe admire, right? Like maybe he didn't have that in Buffalo. Think about it, right? He like, like well, he just doesn't think, need to worry. Like he doesn't need yeah. to, like he doesn't have to worry about. Yeah, exactly. Leading. He can't, you know, he need, doesn't have to worry about putting the team on his back. I don't think he's a leader. I just don't think he's a leader. I, think I don't think so either. He's a team contributor and a star player, but he's definitely not yeah. a leader, right? Like, yeah, he's, and I don't want to shit on the guy completely. I just don't think he, he's a, a captaincy role. And obviously as a young player on a young team, that's really bad. That's hard. 
to be a captain. As he gets older, though, that could change. Like, you know, yeah, like, I'm sure yeah. he's matured a lot. Like, I'm not even blaming him for the toxic stuff in Buffalo. I mean, like, like yeah. I said, that it must have been awful to play there. So, yeah, at I that mean, time. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he didn't have to do the things he did. And, like, obviously, he could have handled it a lot better. Um, But, you know, maybe he has changed. We don't know him personally. But but we have seen what we have seen. But, uh, I mean, it's it, he won a cup before McDavid, so... Uh, he must be doing pretty and well. That's that's the tragedy of it all. <laughs> Speaking of McDavid, let's let's transition to the Oilers, man. They're terrible. Okay. And 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 also like you know the Oilers can't can't score unless they're on the power play. Mm-hmm. And this year, even the power play's not. I don't think it's clicking that good. Like the team has been really bad, and it started off with them losing to the Canucks eight to one in the opener, and then yeah. they outplayed the Canucks in the second game, but they they held on. Right, the the Canucks won. And since then, dude, like Edmonton has looked rough, like and a big problem is goaltending. Uh, Campbell. Campbell has been not good. Skinner hasn't been much better. Evander uh, Kane is is already whining a little bit about the situation. You know, he's, he feels like he's not playing enough. Like it's uh, it's going to be interesting. And this is a team that was coming into the season saying, oh, cup or bust, cup or bust. It's like, well, this isn't yeah. a good start, guys. And there's a lot of complaints, too, about Darnell Nurse. You know, um, nine million dollars. Darnell Nurse, yeah, not looked great, not looked great at all, and it, you know, it's tough for them because you have the two best players in the world, supposedly. Um, obviously, McDavid's the best, but it, it it's just going back to the fact, like if McDavid and Drysaddle aren't getting four points each every night, like that team could be in trouble. Yeah, like think about. <laughs> the fantasy guys that uh, that have McDavid on their team, that would suck, eh? Because <laughs> like they got the first overall suck. pick. Yeah, <laughs> we got a we got like a two week buy to now, suck, boys. We got a two week. I mean, buy how now. many? I want to look at the Oilers stats here. I but, mean, two uh, weeks has been a long injury. Obviously, he'll be back soon, but um, I'm sure he's okay. But. uh yeah, you're right. Like Drysaddle has an opportunity here, and I mean, it it'd be a good good idea for him to take it and show the league, like McDavid. Yeah, I mean, David's good. Yeah, he helps me, but I'm also one of the best players in the league. I, I he could be number two, right? Um, yeah. I mean, looking at the lines or looking at the team here, I mean, it's it's not for lack of points. I mean, Dry has nine and five games. McDavid has eight and five games. A minus three, though. So it's not their fault. I mean, no, no, no. And even Hyman and 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 Nuge each have six, right? And then Evan Bouchard's mm-hmm. got five. But after that, not good. Like well, Darnell, there's so one point. They have a death problem and they have a defensive problem. And Evander now they have Kane, a goaltending problem. One point. Again. One point from Evander Kane. Like, that's a guy who needs to be scoring 30 goals. Is Edmonton slipping into their old ways again? I don't like, know if they ever left their old ways. Well, I know, because, like, as much as I like Jack Campbell, I just don't think he's worth $5 million. Like, I would definitely take Jack Campbell on, but just not yeah, for that type well, of contract. That has screwed the, them here's tremendously. Here's the most fun fact. Here's the most fun statistic I've seen all day. Stuart Skinner... Three games played, zero wins, one loss, one overtime loss. Get ready for this: an eight fourteen save percentage. That is rough. Very. That rough. is that's that is unacceptable. I mean, anything below nine is not great. An eight fourteen. 
Yeah. Oh, I've never seen. I haven't seen that. I never really seen that. I've, uh, that's a really rough stat line for the first turning goal. And Jack Campbell's got a nine oh two, which still isn't great. But I mean, that's not I mean, terrible for. I mean, I, I got it backwards. I said Stuart Skinner hasn't been much better than Campbell. It's quite the opposite. Campbell's yeah. been at least playable. Yeah, at least playable in the NHL. Um, but yeah. Stuart Skinner's playing some AHL uh, hockey right now. But AHL, AHL. I don't know. I'm just that's being... that's that's. Those are numbers that I would expect an OHL goalie to put up. Yeah, that's true. In, that's true. In the NHL. That's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's something, not good. Something there's obviously a change, maybe a switch in the lineup there. Obviously, the, the, the their lack of defense. I mean, yes, they have Evan Bouchard and Darnell Nurse isn't a bad defenseman. But I mean, for nine million dollars, definitely not a nine million dollar defenseman. Um, After that, it's what with, uh, they have Ekholm. They have Ekholm, but like Ekholm. I mean, he was a good guy. Three. Yeah, he was a good guy last year for a pickup. Like, I really was a big fan of him, but I don't think he's a, a game changer on the team. I mean, definitely a solid defenseman. So, like, looking at it, it's, it's probably Bouchard, um, uh, Nurse, at home, um, Cece. Is Cece, Cece still there? Yeah, Cece, I, Cece I think, Broberg. Yeah, it's not... It's not like, it's, it's okay. It, it's okay. It's not like a, like, uh, look it's at not Colorado. It's not a Colorado defense core. It's not a Carolina defense core. It's a, it's not, uh, well, it's, a, uh, it's not a Boston Bruin defense core, right? So, um, or even a Columbus Blue Jackets defense core. So, well, it's, it's struggling really badly. And yeah. and you know what? I say it every year, man. I've been saying it for the last two years. What an absolute tragedy that Oscar Clefbaum is. You're I mean, right. I liked Oscar Clefbaum too. If if they still had him, man, I feel like a lot of problems could be solved. Um uh, is he, he done he, forever? I think, yeah, he I think he's retired now. Um I don't know if he's retired. I think he I think they did announce it. I could be wrong though. Um no, he's but, not retired. No, uh, he is injured and is generally considered to have finished his playing career. Oh, he's technically. what is the injury? What is the injury? It must be like a back or something, or I could be wrong. The spinal. Uh, I'm reading. Um, well, you skin. are reading skin. So was a skin disease. In the first year of his new contract, Clefbaum played 30 games with the Oilers, but injuries derailed most of his season, causing him to sit 52 games on injured reserve. Clefbaum began the 2015-16 playing exhibition games with fellow Swede Adam Larson on the Oilers' top pairing. On the 11th of December, Clefbaum broke a bone in his knuckle, but was later diagnosed with an, with an infection in his leg, which kept him out of the lineup for over a month. With his finger healed, the coaching staff kept him out of the lineup through February in order to improve his skating, lung capacity, and energy levels. Clefbaum originally intended to participate in a few late regular seasons Oilers games, but his skin was too sensitive after two surgeries. Oh man, poor guy, man. That 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 must suck. Like... No, 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 no. Following his injury-riddled season, Clefbaum experienced a breakout 2016-2017 campaign by tallying oh, 12 goals and 26 assists. Yeah, yeah. He played in 27. He last played in 2019-20. Really? What's the yeah? But what's the current injury? 
I mean, I feel like this is something I should know. I just never really well, read about I, I, it. it. Maybe it's the same injury and it's just reoccurring. Oscar Kleppbaum. I didn't know he played that that recent. 2019, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Or did? Um, oh, I think he tried to come back. He tried to come back, but then it, it, he just couldn't. Like I think it just it, it was he's thirty now. He's got a shoulder issue. Shoulder, okay, man. Wow, that's sad. That is, yeah, for sure. It's really sad. Um, was he drafted pretty high too? He was drafted 19th overall. Yeah, I don't know. He had a lot of he had a lot of hype. Yeah. Anyways, though, yeah, I feel like Clefbaum could really help the Oilers, but that's that's impossible. Yeah. So. Um, okay, I'll just I'll go through some uh, headlines quickly here, so we can get into the teams. Um, yeah. So the three stars of the week, we kind of just say that it's kind of a good recap of who's performing well this week. Alex DeBrincat, um, he's got um, eight points in four games played, which is pretty good. Um, he's killing he's it on that now. Oh yeah, sorry, this is old news, but this says October sixteenth to the twenty second. Um, uh, but and then Gorgiev got uh, the second second star of the week, and Sam Reinhardt got the third star. Um, he's got twelve points now. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of insane. Like uh, Colorado is actually looking like the team that they were a year prior. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, or even like, almost anywhere. even better. Almost even better. In my they're not opinion. going. They're not going anywhere, bro. That team's going to be good for a while. Yeah, they're so like. And then Gorgiev too was a a jackpot. I mean, they lost Kemper, and I don't think he's doing too well on, on Washington. Obviously, they're not a great team anymore, but um, I think they they know how to find those little gems in Colorado. But um, but yeah. So and maybe I'll go over the the stat leaders as well, um, just to. Recap that as well. So DeBrincat has 12 points. Um, his line mate Dylan Larkin has 11, which I think that he's going to have a big year just because of DeBrincat this year. Um, definitely a better lineman. He's just going to set him up all the time. Uh, then Jack Hughes, 10 points. Elias Patterson, your boy, Bryce, your boy, 10 points. Um, he's looking elite. Good. He is looking pretty elite. Um, he, I, I, he definitely is a 100-point guy this season, for sure. I agree. Um, William Nylander definitely want that chasing that contract the, those big bucks. Uh, I think he's money's, like the Leafs' best player. Oh, he! I I knew he would this season because he wants that money. Money's a good motivator for him because you know how long he waited out for it last time, right? Pricing pricing his way right out of Toronto. Yeah, man. If they're saying it's like nine point five million dollars that they're gonna um, maybe give him, that's a lot of money to give to another player. You know. To yeah, another way, like and that, and there's the leaf issue, right? Like you can't, you you know, you have guys who are not taking discounts. Well, see, like, this is this is the thing. Um, tree living, I don't think you'd be afraid to get rid of him. So, um, maybe Dubis would have been afraid to give it rid of him, but I don't think tree living is. I think tree living is a, he's good at making moves like that. So, um, he did get Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger in the same period, but he did give up. Matthew to Chuck, but at the time it was a really good deal. Um, but then we have Dry Saddle right behind him, like we were talking about. John Tavares, pretty good. Uh, Kucherov, Brat, and Rantanen. Um, they both have eight points as well. Jesper Brat, kind of solidifying himself as a top winger in the NHL. Eh? Could could be a one hundred point player this year. 
Yeah. Playing with I, Jack Hughes. Yeah. You know what? I don't think he was kind of he wasn't ever projected to be this good. Um Um, no, he came in what with Anaheim, I think, and he was like he was a good prospect, but I think playing like since going to New Jersey, he's been a completely like different player. Like he's been so good every season he's been there. Wasn't he drafted by New Jersey? No, I thought he played for Anaheim. Oh no, no, yeah, Maybe no, I'm wrong. He, he was drafted. Uh, he was in the sixth round by New Jersey. Oh, who played for? Who am I thinking of? On Anaheim? There's two players I always get mixed up. I no, I do that all the time. Um, probably another like Swedish player. No, keep going, keep going. I'm gonna think all about right. this. Um, and then Jonathan Quick is. Uh, goal against, uh, then we're doing a look at that. I mean, yeah, Jonathan Quick apparently has the best save percentage. Um, I don't know how many games he has played. So one, we, one we, or two? Yeah, we won't even pay attention to this because I uh, save percentage is hard to find. I, I, I mean, we want to talk it. about a goalie. Let's talk about Linus Allmark, man. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, right it's, back he's where pretty he left obvious, off. Yeah, I mean, Linus Allmark. Uh, I better hit the mic there. Linus Allmark. Uh, you know, we were talking about it, how we, like, you know, we were saying, I don't know, maybe he, it's just this season. It's just this season. And once, you know, some of the star players go, he won't be good. Or, you know what I mean? If he got traded, he'd be like another, I mean, like, uh, you know, say Jack Campbell, right? He, he's get, got the big bucks and everything like that. But I think Linus Allmark is the real deal. Um, and uh, I just think he hasn't played on good teams before. And getting the opportunity to play with Boston, um, it, and have a goalie partner like Swayman. Obviously, the locker room chemistry works really well there, too. And uh, I think they'll have a good bounce back here. Obviously, um, they're doing really good right now, but I just don't know how much longer they can go with, like, you know, not having, like, Bergeron and Kreiji as, like, you know, those are really, those are top centers on the team, right? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, but for not having them, Linus Olmark is doing the guy who I found him, I found him. The guy who I always mix up with Jesper Bratt. Yeah. Do not know why. There's no reason for this. Is Andre Kasse. I can see that. They look very similar. I, I don't know it. what it is. I, I I don't know what it is. I, I see it. I, I just I always get them mixed up, and I don't know why. I can see that. And like it's not like it's not like Kasse is a, a like a <laughs> anywhere near the player Jesper Bratt is. Like I, who does he even play for now? Um, he's not playing. He's not, he's playing. not playing. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Interesting. Anyways, um, anyways, go ahead. Leading in the in defenseman points, our boy Jacob Slavin. Jacob Slavin. I picked him up in one of the That's, fantasy leagues too. Dude, he's not. He's not. Like that can't continue, right? Like he's he is he's one of he might be the best defensive defenseman in the he, NHL. Okay. One of them at least. So I I bought the new NHL twenty four and. He is literally still rated lower than a bunch of defensemen that should be rated lower than him. He's only 88, I think. And I'm like, dude, Jacob's Jacob Slavin is like he, my dream partner for Quinn Hughes. Dream. He, he is the best of both worlds, right? Like he is so good. I don't he's get. Not, he's not even offensive. He's never been offensive. No, he he. I don't get why he's so underrated. I don't get it. It's like how Barkov people couldn't. I mean, couldn't understand I that. guess he is. I mean, I mean, shit. He had forty-two points two years ago. Yeah, like he like, he's actually looking like a, a guy that can put up serious numbers and compete for like 
a top defense, like a, like a, a, the top defense in the league. He's not bad. I, oh, he's a steady that's weird dude. He's a steady yeah. thirty point defenseman too. Like he can. Yep, he absolutely is. You're right. I don't know. He he does really well. Uh, I mean, I guess he's just so good in his own end. You just forget that he's like he doesn't put up like world breaking numbers as a defenseman, no. but he does put up good ones. Like he does. Crazy. I mean, he he's been a he's a plus every season. Every season he's a plus of his 135, career. a plus one hundred and thirty five on the career. And you know what? When I'm looking at defensemen too, I'm looking at think their, about that plus. Yeah, that's crazy. He's been on it for a hundred. Think about that. He's a hundred and thirty-five more goals on the ice than against. What? Wow, that's insane. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that, that I was just saying. Like, I look at the plus-minus when Doesn't I'm looking take at defenseman. penalties. Either doesn't take no. penalties. No, he had eight penalty minutes last year. Does he shoot on the net? Too? As it, uh, I don't know if this tells me shots. Oh, it does tell me shots. Um. One he between 130 and 150, it seems to be usually. Okay. That's Amazing. wild, dude. Like that's that's actually crazy. Like to to not take any penalties while being probably your team's you know most relied upon defensive defender, and to put up the points that he does. Jacob Slavin might be might be one of the most underrated players in the NHL. We need to give more credit to Jacob Slavin. I think we need to start a Jacob Slavin fan club and, you know, get his recognition up there. And, you know, maybe we should maybe we should help him out a little bit, Brace. Maybe we should try something out. I mean, we're helping him right now. We're talking we are. About we are. Let, let, let's be, I'll, nobody, I'll, t- nobody talks about the Canes enough. You know? No, we, you're right. You know what? They are a nasty team and they're a team that could win the Stanley Cup. Any like, what are they on the any season? year. Uh, that's a good question, actually. I mean. They're three and three. Yeah, slow start, I guess, but they'll get there. Yeah, you, you know what? I never really pay attention to the the very start of the season because usually the first fifty after the first fifteen games things start to change up, right? Like teams start to change their I guess their their strategies and everything like that. But it definitely the 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 standings really shift at that point. Um, but there is obviously the, of, the some obvious teams of, that stay. Speaking of D-men, did you see the hit by Rasmus Anderson that landed him the suspension? I didn't see it, so maybe I should watch oh, it live not, here. So not good, not good, buddy. So who did he hit? It was, um, I can't remember. Line A. Uh, yes, man, Line A, right. dude. Line A want- gets hit a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean he's. Yeah, it's not good, and it was at the end of is the he game. A, is Line A a big guy? And Calgary. I think he's a big oh. guy, but like he's not like a tough guy. Oh man, he did it with like five seconds left. Yeah, and Calgary w- like was down like what three to one. Watch the hit in slow motion; it's so bad. Oh, did he hit his head? He left his feet Ooh. and hit him in the oh. head with his freaking hand or elbow. What was he purposely trying to do that? Like, well, I don't know, man. Do you, like I think. Purposeful is a hard word because I don't think any player in their right no. mind would purposefully hit somebody in the head like that. But like he just lost control of himself. Like he just lost it. He leaped too much. Like if he okay, if he stayed on his feet and just hit him, it would have been okay. It's a late hit, bro. The puck is long gone. 
It is the end of the game. Consider the context. It is the end of the game. You are not winning the game. This hit will do nothing for you. You leave your feet and you hit him in the head with like what your forearm or something like bad hit real bad hit. Yeah, and that sucks, too. He's a good defenseman. Like, I'm, I mean, how many games guy. did he get? Sorry. Three. Oh, OK, I, I think mean, he's appealing it. Don't even know why, man. Just take the punishment. What? Like, if you not watch the replay, bro, like take the yeah. punishment. That's like, a bad hit. I would have got it if he like say if it was a late hit and he just didn't even jump and like just hit him. But it's the fact that he leaped and then hit him in the head. That's like a dangerous play. Yeah, it's dangerous. When it's and that dangerous, line is hurt. Right? Yeah. Oh, he's hurt now. Okay, that's that's what re- probably resulted in the three games too, right? Was that well, I he think was hurt? It deserved three games, no matter what. It was just yeah. a, it was just a scummy hit, like just I, really I, bad hit. I, he probably just was doing it, like you know, he said they were down three one. Yeah, they were down three to one. Yeah, he, you know, With he's like frustrated. Five seconds he's left. frustrated, you know, when you're playing. Well, you can't take out your frustration on somebody's head. You can't. You can't. But that's probably what happened. Um, he probably just was frustrated and just went for a hit. Got to control. You got to control yeah. yourself. You know, like that's part of playing in the NHL is being like any one of these players could like murder anybody else in the ice if they wanted to, but you have to control yourself. Yeah, like anybody true. could take ten strides and just and just, you know face plant somebody into the boards if they wanted to but they don't because they they understand self-control yeah you know so exactly like, and i mean it hurts a, your team it's too. such a stupid hit yeah i mean it definitely hurts your team like you think about it you're right you, do you really need to do that right like do you really needed to hit oh. the guy with five seconds left now now you're oh. out for the next few games and maybe your team's not, not even a guy not even a guy that that's physical himself i mean like it's not like Liney's out there like nailing people and rasmus is pissed about it he just ran him like, yeah. you know, obviously, I, like looking at it and like seeing what we're talking about right now, he probably it was probably just an in the moment thing where he just went like, boom, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you got to you got to control yourself. Ed. Excuse yeah, me. for sure. But uh, um, pretty nasty. Another though. thing, too, um, you wanted to talk about Travis Dermott. Yeah. And before before we talk about Travis Dermott, uh, I just want to say uh, I I. Uh, I believed in the Coyotes, and they're not—they're not letting me down. Team's been very good. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So, how they responded? Are you saying just how good the Coyotes are? No. The Coy- okay. Oh, yeah. Honestly, when I—I I actually did some betting, like I told you with my buddies, um, some NHL bets, just some parlays, and I, I bet Arizona to win over who did they play? Um, St. Louis was the last team. No, um, they played somebody else. Arizona and was it the Islanders? No, I don't know. But Arizona's third in the Central. Yeah, and I, too. I voted on it, and you know what? They they actually they came out success, successful and they won the game. Like honestly, you you think about their team? They got Zucker, they got Dumba, they got um, a lot of guys like that in the off season to make them kind of a solid team, and maybe. A little tough, and Logan Cooley is doing well because of it too. And he's yeah, leading. Well, he's leading talent, rookie. Right? He, well, he's look. Well, Logan Cooley's leading rookie points. Sorry, he's he's ahead of Bedard. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, so that's pretty good. And I mean, you know, Clayton Keller, man, um, that that line Keller, Schmaltz, and Barrett Hayton is is very good. Another <laughs> another one of our examples: uh, Schmaltz, quarterback; Keller, sniper; uh, Hayton, forechecker. Oh yeah. Yep. You know, that's uh 
and that's a very good line and it was a very good line last year and it's it's continuing on and another guy too who i drafted in a lot of fantasy leagues with my last pick was uh sean dersey yeah um and yep. and he's he's had a great start to the season too yeah they're just an overall better team um i think they're they're definitely trying to head in the right direction after all the drama with them um, and Vezmelk is finally getting some freaking recognition for being as good as he is. Yeah, he's a, he's a starting goaltender in the NHL, so um, no would, question about it. Yeah, and he's putting up good numbers too. Uh, so let's talk about Dermot. So, what do you want to say about Dermot? Uh, so Travis Dermot, um, he was the I guess the first player to after the rule and stated, um, I, I I don't know the rule like exactly word by word, but. You're not allowed You're to not do allowed any to modification. Well, I think you, I think they said no modifications at all. Right. Okay. Just, but it was know, it was really geared said. towards. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, because it's what sparked it, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. But um, he was the first player to wear, wear uh, pride tape, um, rainbow tape, and uh, I I don't know if he was fined actually. Um, that's actually a good thing to look up. I'm gonna look that up. What do you think about that brace? I mean, like, I, I'm, I don't, I don't care. Like, if you, if you do it, I don't like. I think, I think you should be able to put whatever tape you want to put on your stick. Like, even if you don't like support it, who cares? It's not your stick. It's not your life. It's not your. Well, you had all the crap controversy last year about players not wanting to participate in the in the pride stuff, and like, I was one of the people who was. I basically my stance on it is if is if a player doesn't want to participate in a political ideology or whatever you want to call it, they do not, they should not have to do it. You, you, if an athlete does not want to be a spokesperson for ideologies and any kind of political thing, they do not have to. I am, that was my stance on it, absolutely. But then what the NHL did was basically overstep in the other way. They're like, you can't do it even if you want to. Yeah, and so I, it's like that that, that's, that that doesn't sit right with me. And that's incorrect. Like you like you make it so it's just the player's choice. Like if a player wants to use pride tape or representation for any group or ideology or movement that he wants, he should be able to do it. But you, at the same time, you shouldn't have to force everybody to do it. Yeah. Like it's such a simple solution. Just if you want to, you can. You don't have to if you don't want to. Like, I, I don't guess, understand. I guess the problem is there then that I uh, some guys. I mean, they don't want to be see. They don't want to be singled out saying you're not supporting this. And uh, I mean, even if they do support it and they just don't want to wear it, they, you know what I mean. They they do look bad. It looks bad on them, and I think that's maybe why they 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 were trying to find a, a middle ground and a dilemma, and they maybe. Couldn't figure it out, but I agree. Like, you should wear like it's your stick, um, and you know you're not hurting anyone, and like you're not forcing anyone. Just let so if if you want to wear tape on your stick, that's fine. Like, it's not it, that it big of a too. deal. Like, I I really disliked how players like guys like Reimer and stuff like that were ostracized because they didn't want to participate. Yeah, for whatever yeah, their yeah. reasons may be. Like, I think. Bro, I think you are an absolute moron if you think that an NHL player should have to represent whatever f- movement. Like, they're hockey players. They're not politicians, okay? Like, if if, if you're looking to, to hockey to 
to fulfill your your whatever what like you know to what's the word i'm looking for if you're looking for hockey to affirm whatever political ideology you have like you're in the wrong place okay but at the same time if a player wants to participate and wants to show like his support for whatever movement he should be allowed to and like that's that's where i'm at with that and you know i i say good for dermot you know because i do believe in people you know being able to stand up for what they believe in so Mm -hmm. good for dermot for you know representing when when you know he wanted to you know what you you see that a lot of the nhl i mean like a lot of players do step up and fight against you know a lot of the rules that do come to in place and i think a lot of them do make change and 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 definitely dermot that's what he did here um i don't know what if he um got fine for it like i i don't know if that's the rule but there's I'm no reading, way they'll find him no and i'm there's reading no here I, I don't see anything about him being fine because why would like that's just kind of a terrible thing to do to well, find it would him. just be such a bad look like it was for, already a bad look to ban it it's going to be a doubly yeah, bad look to find a player for for using it well it looks like it, i mean a lot of a lot of people even in the nhl community and the lgbtq ia plus community um that's are like helpful. it is i i struggled but um um but yeah they, they say it's a serious setback like obviously i i do agree with you like obviously don't force anyone to wear anything they don't want it's to wear. a setback i'm just the 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 drama bro and like you know my this is my opinion this is not your opinion you know so like i'm i'm putting my own uh, beliefs out there right now like so okay. don't worry like this i know this is not like you but like a setback like grow grow up like and a as lot i've of it, said a thousand times well a lot is, of it this just, is hockey yeah i mean exactly that's what i was gonna say i mean a lot of it's been maybe blown out of proportion um it shouldn't have gone a this setback. much of an uprise um, what is what is what is players? Uh, no, you're right. I'm gonna stop. I'm just gonna, yeah. <laughs> but I'm I, I mean, I, I know. Like, I get it. Like, we just want to play the game. I get it. And you know, we want to play hockey. Um, I mean, but this is this is players a part of it. not They're wearing rainbow jerseys is going to set you back. Is going to set you back. I guess. The, I what? guess maybe what they're saying is get um, off the internet. I think the pride tape. The pride tape. But, 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 but the, you were saying that you were saying the community said like like the NHL banning Pride Nights and stuff like that or not banning Pride Nights, but banning uh, team apparel during Pride Nights is a setback. Yeah, a setback yeah. of what? Yeah. Like grow up, man. Like either you're here to watch the, the hockey. You're here to watch. I'm so, I sound like Don Cherry right now. You're here. <laughs> you're either here to watch hockey. Or you're not, dude. Like I don't turn on my I don't turn on the game to get confirmation in my beliefs. I turn on the game because I want to watch the Canucks lose another one. That's yeah. why I turn on the game, you know? So to, to, to call it a setback, like grow up. Yeah. I mean, obviously get off the internet. Obviously it's like a, I just like, I'd never know what to say in these like subjects, but uh, I get it. And I don't want yeah. to put you in a position here. Like, like I said, these are, these are, this is my personal, these are my beliefs. Like these are like, mm-hmm. this is my take. I'm a very cent, cent, center person. Like, and so I'm always like 
down for like you know the best of both worlds the compromise yeah. and my idea of that is just don't force any players to wear it if they don't want to yeah. Uh, but if a player wants to wear it, use it. Like that's well, great. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, I don't. Th- I don't think you're. I don't think you're trying to defend uh, offend anyone. I think uh, what you're saying is like it's a totally different situation. It's not. I'm trying to defend the, the the big babies, or I'm trying to offend the big babies who who want to make literally everything in life about their political movement, whatever it may be. I mean, this is just one of them. But there's a million different political ideologies out there, or or movements that for some reason feel the need to to have their message spread everywhere, even though the people that they want to use as the media to spread it might not even agree with them, like forcing players to do this or forcing people to do that. Like, and then, and then when, when people decide it's not a great idea to force people to do it anymore, you want to call it a setback as if, as if that action is harming you. Like, well, I, 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 it just, the fact that, I mean, anything we do is, it doesn't seem like the right way to do anything. Um, I think obviously the, the right thing to do is probably just not have any rule. Um, exactly. Just don't have just, a rule. Just don't have a rule. Just drop the whole thing. Um, you didn't have to ban anything. You didn't have to ban anything. Like that was. And that the was, NHL was stupid for banning it. That was stupid their first mistake. It. That was their first mistake. And like, I get it. Like there, there's obviously discrimination, right? And we obviously they want to bring inclusion, right? And. But you're, but we talked about this before. It's a lot about marketing for the NHL, and obviously, that when with them banning everything, that's a concern for their marketing. That's not a concern for the community. So, in a way, I think this is like the NHL very, um, you know, it, it is offensive, right? Close-minded, like clo- clo- close-minded, yeah. and and an ignorant and an ignorant um solution. Like this is not a. We wouldn't even be talking about this right now if. Yeah. if if they had just left it alone and just said, hey, like, do what you want. If you want to wear it, wear it. If you don't want to wear it, you don't have to wear it. Like, boom, problem solved, man. Like, yeah, no, we it, wouldn't be talking about this. No, exactly. And, and obviously, like, I, I want everyone to have their rights and like, obviously, and the play the game that they love. But like, that's the thing. Like, it's hockey. We're focusing on hockey. And I get there. So what the thing is, is probably the argument would be it is on a, like a large stage, right? We're like a lot of people are looking at these people. These are role models for people. Right. And I mean, like forcing them to not be a role model, like if, even if they wanted to be, it's kind of a, a like kind of like limiting exactly. their freedom a little bit and not exactly. letting them support the cause and, or, or, or the, the, um, not the cause or, or whatever it is, you know, in the right way. Right, and, and the community. Some players in the right want way. to be role models, right? Yeah, some players and good want for them. to be role like, models. Good on them. And some players and some players don't want to be role models. They want to go to the rink and win. They don't want to. Ha- they don't want anything else to do with with that aspect of it, right? There's plenty of players who who literally are not even comfortable. Like there's with they're not comfortable with like the spotlight. You know, there's lots of yeah. guys like that. And like, I know you could say, oh, then they picked the wrong career. And it's like, well, if they're amazing at hockey, I mean, like they'd be stupid to not pursue this career. But I don't think players should be forced to be a role model. But I also think it's stupid to inhibit players from being a role model. Yeah. Like you're you, like I said, you're like you're taking away their freedom. And that's not the countries or at least the states in Canada are are, are like they're free countries where you have the right. I mean, to to kind of do express yourself express yourself in the way you you feel like you need to and 
in this way it's kind of censoring which is it's kind of crazy that they, they they censor um everything but i mean i get i get the like i like i said i get not doing the jerseys but i i i i don't get why the tape is that big of a deal um i i it's just you know that it's showing that that some nhl support that community you know obviously they know maybe have relatives or family members that are part of the community that they want to support them but the, the nhl is telling them that they can't do that why why that they can't support say a family member that's my say my brother's more and more I, more and more it's becoming apparent that like the nhl um whoever's running the marketing whoever is running the um you know the appearance of the league is really really behind with and and, and it goes down to so many different topics like whether it be um freedom of expression whether it be marketing their players whether it be marketing the game like the nhl i mean like it's almost it it, it, they the nhl makes it difficult to be able to pay to watch games you know like with blackouts and everything like the nhl is so bad at marketing itself and is so ignorant at being able to identify the right decisions to be made when it comes to issues like this like it's just even like when when like even like say the riots and the black like the black lives matter the players are the ones that were standing up and then it then it was the league it should be the league right like yeah or not even but i don't know like it's the you know i feel like the players have the right set in mind but the the league doesn't in my opinion i think the league has too much control and in some of the ways that you're right it's very black and white and old way of thinking and they need to change and i mean obviously this 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 shouldn't be big blown out of proportion um if a player doesn't want to do something just don't make them do it i think that and if they want to do something like tape on their equipment is it really that bad is it i mean i think maybe just not having a pride night would probably solve the problem um on both ends because you're still letting the players support the community but at the same time you're you're not forcing anyone to go wear anything right but you're still yeah. like say if it was it's a like it's pride week right they could wear the tape if they wanted to right like and and like they they should be able to do that at that time i mean i like i gonna you know like i'm just saying this from a bystander trying to see the situation obviously i'm not part of that community i'm not in the nhl and i don't know right but i just what i'm seeing from a bystander point of view and it it, it it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy that this is a big huge deal that he put tape on his stick that's a color that we all see um but uh you know maybe he's supporting someone very close to him and you know you exactly. can only, you I mean, can you only re- know what can a player's res- background is right yeah you can only respect that right if he's doing that and, and the nhl's not doing that they're not respecting their space and their privacy so um, and they're allowing to express themselves as an NHL player. And I think they should. I think that would grow the game more than anything. And that's what right? people keep saying, dude, is the, is, is hockey players are taught from a very young age to, to not really stand out, you know, personality wise. But yeah. Well, you're so, a big, you're a big fan of Brian Burke, right? Like he, he had a lot to say about this too. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he's definitely a guy that knows good. Like he's smart. 
he's reasonable um, and he wouldn't, you know, steer the wrong way. Obviously he's a big supporter because his son was, you know, part of the community and, and it, it means a lot to him. And uh, he definitely, you know, probably sees it the same way we do. And I, I they obviously, you know, the NHL is always changing. I mean, it's, I guess it's changing in the little direction, but it's not a setback. It's not. Obviously, the the the, the yeah, there's, I think- there's there's drastic there's drastic bullshit on both sides of the argument. Okay, the the correct answer is somewhere in the middle, and yeah. I think we're on the right track with what we've been saying. It's you know you mm-hmm. don't don't force, but don't limit, and yeah. and let people. And that's who- that's all it is. Yeah, and if you know, say like people want to wear pride stuff to the game, let them let them wear it, right? Like who cares? Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, we're at an hour now. Yeah, I guess. Here. Yeah, I guess we won't talk about the teams today, but we we'll do the no, next. we'll do episode. the next one. We yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, I think it was good to talk about stuff here, but I just want to mention one thing. I saw um, Rick Bonus, his wife, um, he's taking a leave of absence because his wife uh, uh, suffered a seizure. Um, oh, so he's taking leave of absence. Yeah, so hopefully his wife's okay. Um, it seemed like he was a pretty good fit there too, which you know is pretty unfortunate. Um, and. Uh, yeah, you know the the Leafs are you know looking they they scare me every night, but they <laughs> somehow win in overtime or the shootout. I don't know, but yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, that if they had I, lost that game, that would have been bad. They saved themselves from a lot of crap. Dude, there. like I don't get what's going on with it. I mean, and now Joseph Wall is probably our starter. I don't know, that's Samsonov. Not that's not yeah. good for a couple of my fantasy teams. Yeah, right, Samsonov. He's he's a. I have him. I do too in like all my leagues, like except probably the one with you. <laughs> like he, I thought he was going to be a great, good goaltender. Maybe he's still suffering from injury. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think wall would take over for the whole year. Eventually. I think Sam's not. Well, I think, I think they're to. saying next year they, they really want him to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sam's not next year. Probably isn't a leaf. No. I mean, if, especially if they don't want a cup, he's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, your Canucks, you know, Pedersen's doing well, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, team's team's been much better to start this season. We've yeah. had a couple bad games, but, you know, we've won. Uh, well, it looks like a better game. vibe there, and it's healthier there. It kind of looks like that. The coaching. Be. The coaching has been just so much better, yeah. so much more structured. They yeah. know what they're doing, too, a little bit more, and they, they mesh well with the players, it looks like. so. Demko and DeSmith have been playing Unreal, so oh, that helps. And What about Demko? Um, having the flu or whatever and vomiting in his mask, eh? Vomiting in his mask, yeah. Yo, and, then, that, and then McDavid was all butthurt. McDavid what? was all, was all, oh yeah, a little fucking, you didn't see that? No, I didn't see, what did he say? Oh, dude, so after the game, because the Canucks beat them 8-1, to one, McDavid was interviewed and the guy was just like whining. He's like, oh, a little weird that, uh, or he's like, I thought it was a questionable decision to pull out Demko and put into Smith. It's not like DeSmith is some e-bug looking for his big start, you know, that was weird and then he's like oh well you know you're up you're up seven yeah and he's like and he's like oh you know you're up seven to one and you keep rolling out the first power play you know he's like yeah we'll remember that you know we'll get him on saturday and blah 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 yeah i guess he didn't know that demko was sick he thought we were just pulling demko just to rest him like load management i would even be oh i see he did what load management yeah Yeah, well he he thought he thought we were like insulting them he thought he thought we were putting (laughs) into smith just to like you know, F with them. Did they win? And then Did Vancouver win. Yeah, eight to one. Oh yeah, that's and right. So, that's right. 
And then we beat them again the second game. And then what else was he complaining about? He was complaining that that we kept rolling our first power play. It's like, Connor, you're on the ice for all two minutes of every power play. What are yeah. you talking about? Why is he concerned about the other team? Be concerned about your your team, man. Well, literally, and that's what everybody's saying. It's like, like bro, what? talk about talk about how bad you play. You don't need to talk about little like that's just stuff you don't even know about. That's just like you know, it, you're trying to push something else as the problem, but it's not. It's I love team. Connor McDavid, man. He's the best player too. in the league. But quit, quit, quit being a little baby boy. Like just play hockey. <laughs> No, yeah, de- definitely a little butt hurt after an eight-one loss. I would be too. Exactly, <laughs> I would yeah, be we, too. We sh- we swacked them, and then we beat them in game two as well. And then, <laughs> yeah. It, Anyways, it, that's pretty nice. Make sure you guys follow us on all of our socials. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, you can check us out on YouTube. We should have a a new uh, fantasy draft video coming out. Uh, yep. It'll probably up be up before this releases. So yep. head over and watch that. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Apple, uh, podcasts. If that's easier for you, uh, Jake runs our Instagram, which is always got the most up-to-date stuff on the stories there. Jake does a great job of running that. Yes. Sir. Um, that's it for me, Jake. Anything you want to say? Yeah. Um, just same thing as Bryce. I, I'm going to, I I'm, have some ideas for some content, so I'm, I'm definitely going to try to figure that out. I, I got NHL 24 as a whole nother thing. I might do a video, a review of that. Um, and my mixed emotions about the game. Um, it hurts poo. It, it's poo, but they have made some cool things. Um, they, uh, there's an, uh, there's an update coming. There's a patch coming tomorrow. I think it is. Oh yeah. Um, I heard about that. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like no, no, nothing's changed with franchise. Nothing's changed with any of that, which they really needed to do. But that, that's a whole, that's a whole nother conversation right there. Maybe I'll do a solo episode on that. And upload it to Spotify and YouTube. But um, oh yeah, but um, but yeah. So check out for some more content. Uh, maybe I'll do a franchise mode as well. I'm thinking Detroit. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, I think be fun, right? Uh, you know, get get Stevie Eiserman out of there. Get the Kennedy plan in there. <laughs> <laughs> the Kennedy plan, man. I'm man. The Kennedy plan. I made so my last my last franchise mode in NHL 23. Remember when I uh, I said I was going to expand to the to San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. So the bandits, man, they ended up being a dynasty. Claude Drew was my coach. We won three Stanley cups with him. He had no four way. president's trophies, man. He had over 500 wins, man. He was, he was a legendary coach for me. And, and McDavid, that, eh? McDavid was my assistant coach, man. Yeah. I did grind that. Yeah. I mean, the team was just that's so good. I mean, and I love the jerseys. Fun. I fell in love with it. Yeah. The San Francisco bandits. So, um, yeah, no. Now I'm, uh, I'm. I got NHL 24, so look out for a new franchise mode. Uh, Might record it tonight. I don't know. I'm kind of feeling it, but uh, doing some cable management and, um, but uh, yeah, guys. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy this episode. Hopefully, we didn't really offend anyone. We don't try to do that. We're just trying to open up a conversation. Um, but exactly. uh, yeah, it's just conversation. Yeah. You know, you're allowed to. You know, that's the beauty of living in. The, the free world is you're yeah. allowed to have disagreements with people and you know i'm always open to uh yeah different ideas and stuff like that i'm not yeah. closed-minded i think the the only know. person we're probably attacking is the nhl <laughs> no literally the, the nhl yeah. is it those guys literally. are morons yeah the nhl yeah. yeah they need to do they need to do better i mean obviously i guess it's there's a lot to take care of um, a lot of problems and but you know what? it's it's exciting hockey so far I, i'm loving hockey being back and 
talking hockey and uh, we bet we, we should bang out some content as much as we can and, and uh, you know and you know get the season started i'm pretty excited and get some fantasy content out and like bryce said uh, it's everything's linked below when you uh, on spotify apple Podcasts, youtube tiktok twitter and uh i've been i've been i've been tweeting on twitter sometimes um uh, trying to i gotta follow that. i gotta follow it uh, on my new twitter account oh yeah yeah you have a new t- yeah yeah it's right um are you streaming I deleted again? the uh, not yet. I would like right. to be streaming again soon, though. I've been trying right. to trying to figure uh, that out. That, that's one. I play. That's the one thing I, I might uh, try to get that started up for the podcast as well. Um, oh hell yeah! That'd be yeah, fun. my sister's. My, you know, my sister streams as well, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll help you set it up." So. Um, oh, that's a great resource. She yeah, still exa- uh, so yeah, she does actually sometimes. Um, yeah, what's her, what's her name? I'll shout her out. Yoshin Jess. Yoshin Jess. Yoshin yep. Jess. Yeah. Jess. I follow yeah. her. Yeah. So um we're like art art streams and just video games, sims, whatever, relaxing. So um but yeah, go check her out. But uh yeah, just follow us on all the links below. Like we said, we appreciate you guys listening and we hope you guys enjoyed this and stay tuned for all our content coming out. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.